Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. So glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is April 18th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, the Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. If you don't know who Jesus is, we do encourage you to get to know him today. I do have to give you the bad news first. The bad news is we're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We deserve eternal separation from God and his blessings. Here's the good news. The good news is our debt or our sins, which means missing the mark, by the way, have been fully paid for by the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. He died for our sins, was buried, and was the only person who has risen in a fully glorified body on the third day. If you believe that this has happened and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are saved from eternal damnation. You will begin to want to start living for him and not for the world. As scripture states, we become ambassadors. Ambassadors, imagine that, for Christ. Amazing. So we do uh, welcome back our usual uptime panel. And um, first, I do want to mention the verse of the day, which is coming from Bible Gateway. Uh, BibleGateway.com, that is. And uh, this is Romans 13, 6 through 7. For this uh, cause, pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their dues, tribute to them who tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Amazing grace. This is coming from Apostle Paul. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to go over these things today with these uh, wonderful brothers in Christ. We bring back Bob Barber, Michael Pels, and Kevin Hookman. Welcome back, gentlemen. God bless you. Glad to be Glad back. To see. Thank you. Hello, brothers. And uh, so one of the things I uh, I was pondering uh, right before coming on this uh, is this thought came into mind. Do you get... Uh, do you get scoffed at? Do you uh, get? Um, do you get your family members to look down upon you based on your beliefs? Do they? Do anyone? Does anyone call you uh, names or um, call you crazy for your beliefs? Because this is something I believe uh, most of us, if not all of us, go through at some point in our walk with Christ, right? Um, and especially. Uh, Thinking of this particular verse, 2 Peter 3, 3 through 4, knowing this first that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Well, come on, where is this, this coming we speak of, right? Mm-hmm. Don't we right. go through this? I mean, I've been called I've been called a lot of different names, but believe me, going out, we, we are looked at as crazy. We're, we yeah. can definitely to the world based on our beliefs and especially thinking that Jesus Christ can come back at any moment. Mm. Oh, boy, this person's yeah. really out there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's really crazy, Greg, because I was actually witnessing to a gentleman. It was my... I can't get into details to what part of the family was in just the case, but I was trying to talk to him about 
the rapture and the blessed hope that we have and Jesus in general and just trying to give him the gospel. And um, he was like, oh, you know what? People have always been saying this since like all in the past and stuff. And I was like, what? And I went and I got the Bible and I was like, look, it's right here. It said you were going to say this. And he just looked at me with his eyes. <laughs> I was like, oh, poor guy probably just blew his mind or something. It's crazy, though. Like, word for word, you will hear that that statement almost I've, word for word. I've been told by coworkers right in my face, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Crazy. I guess you world, get used to it. <laughs> leadership of the world doesn't think we're crazy. Look mm-hmm. at all the globalists. Who think we, I don't think they think we're crazy. I think I think the, the governments, the global elite governments, know exactly where this is all going. <laughs> okay, I mean they are planning uh, a global CBDC currency coming up this summer. That's already been released. A global currency. They're getting ready. Okay, that's Revelation chapter thirteen right there. Okay, I think if anybody that calls us crazy right now, Greg, just point to that Revelation chapter thirteen. I think that gets everybody. That mark of the beast, it gets everybody. And all you gotta do is bring up bring up the fact that CBDC and it takes away all your rights. Okay. If you do one thing the government doesn't like, they shut you down. Okay. And all of that. So I think that's one of the main ways you can tell people, you know, you might think I'm crazy. Okay. Yeah. My Bible says this is gonna happen. And right now our governments are already heading in that direction. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and, I mean, they do know something's up, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're ringing alarm bells all over the place. They're saying we only got 12 years left to live. That was, what, five years ago? Um, so, I mean, they're just – they're alarmists. They're just uh, – they just have a different uh, a different view of what of what's going on and that, than what we do. But they also but, – but they do know, like you mentioned, Bob, that – something's up that something's coming to a close or, you know, something. And we know this dispensation's coming to a close here fairly soon. So I think we're all on the same page um, in terms of something's going to happen. But I think what the difference is, is that what they think is going to happen is different than what we are, um, than what is actually going to happen. And of course, even amongst Christians, there's, you know, debates about when the rapture happens and so forth. So, Next up on the timeline for us is not the Antichrist rising, but it's the actual rapture of the church, is the yeah. rapture of the body of Christ, and that we are removed before the Antichrist comes. But there are many Christians who don't believe that or don't even know what to believe because they've never been taught it or they never looked into it. So, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, the, the point, though, is that we all see this day approaching and they see a day approaching as well. Uh, and so they're making plans in order to try to survive it, right? They're trying to do whatever it takes in order to save the planet, right? Um, right. But uh, the planet's not necessarily going to get saved um, by, well, they're not gonna, it's not going to get saved by them, but the only thing that's going to save this planet is Jesus' return. Yep. Amen. Amen. It is wild, the times we live in. It really is crazy. And not to mention even just these crazy B system tools that I think are coming out. Um, I'm not sure if anyone's heard of anything called chat GBT or not. It's a automated software that allows you to input certain lines of description and it can generate 
material based off of what you have input it into it. And um, I was thinking at one point, I was like, well, this might be interesting and a, and a cool aid as far as trying to help me develop thumbnails or something along those lines. And uh, out of curiosity, I went to one of the new ones. I almost made a video about it, but it's cool that I can mention this here. It's just, to me, it just had a very almost demonic-like feel to it. And um, so I typed in lion and lamb and different type of biblical images. And every time I typed something in, it just generated something really messed up. Like really? it, and it wasn't messed up in the sense where, you know, anything bad that you couldn't show a child, but it just had really eerily ringing demonic all through it. Just, it had like an all seeing eye on one of them. And I was like, this is what, you know, and I started thinking about the AI and the machine learning and everything that takes place and how they have it connected to the, to the interwebs, if you will. Mm-hmm. And this internet or this AI is learning the most debased, debauched things across the internet. Mm-hmm. And, and people are going to want this AI to be something that they can trust in. I mean, based off of my experience, I was like, well, you know, I think uh, Photoshop will do just fine and I'll develop my own thumbnails because I just don't like the way things are going in this world. It, it's really interesting. And for well, in this week, um, you know, Elon Musk was, um, you know, uh, basically the founder of this thing. Um, mm-hmm. He started this thing up. He funded it. And then um, now he no longer is part of it. And so he's going to set up his own. Uh, he said this week it's going to be called Truth GPT. So but but what's the truth um, in that if, if it's not Jesus? Um, oh, yeah, so, man. You're gonna have right. That's the truth. That's that's truth. GPT is (laughs) is is Jesus. But but now you've got. But say what what he says is we got to have an alternative to this because this is programmed by people who don't understand the truth, and so they're programming this AI to not have truth, and then so you have to have something compete against it, but. Uh, but, but they're both worldviews of truth. And so th- there is no truth within them at that point. Uh, I, I just I just find it very interesting to see how, like, people are saying it would take an alien invasion. I mean, people are actually commenting this on YouTube things, saying it's going to take an alien invasion to convince people that they're wrong about things. And it's like, so wait a minute. So you're going to rely on fallen angels? To tell you the truth, I mean, come on, you, you can just see like deceit. People are being deceived left and right and looking to to aliens to save them. This is not going to end well for them. There people yeah. in this world are completely calloused, Kevin. Yeah. They have been they have been indoctrinated through Hollywood and every, the government through the education, education and everything over the last 70 years. Yeah. OK, completely indoctrinated completely calloused and it's to the point where now they they got so indoctrinated that they, they fell asleep pretty much everybody pretty much fell asleep right. up and through up until trump took office mm-hmm. and he started waking everybody up and that's where you know i talk about in my book trump's gonna be used as a trumpet what, what, whatever you think about him but be it as it may god used him as the trumpet woke up the united states woke up the world you know be it as it may and the fact that his name was trump we got the last trump 
okay, and all that. And then his vice president, vice president, was Pen- vice president Pence, Trump Pence. Yeah. <laughs> what? All the, all those little things are in there for a reason. That yeah. means that this 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 upcoming, you know, people who are looking, God has given us, He's throwing us all kinds of bones to you know to examine and stuff like that for those of us who are looking. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about these scoffers at the beginning of the show here, Greg. And uh, you know, the fact of the matter that they cannot see all these things taking place, and we can. That's why we look crazy. Okay. Right. I mean, my wife sometimes thinks I go way. I'm kind of crazy, and she lives should, with me. Should we all put our crazy face on? What do you think? Should we put our crazy face on? Mine's yeah, already on. This crazy face. <laughs> That's what I mean, a watchman is. A, a watchman. You know what do we look for according to the Bible? We are looking for a a period in time called Daniel's 70th week. Right. And what happens during Daniel's 70th week? A lot of supernatural stuff. Yeah, a lot of it. Okay, world changing, continent shifting, okay, continent destroying, okay, and world government shifting and everything. Okay, you got fire coming out of the skies, you got people getting raised from the dead. All right, you're going to have two supernatural beings walk, well, pretty much they are supernatural walking in Israel pretty soon, breathing fire from their mouths. Everybody tries to kill them, right? Okay, we are talking about a supernatural time that the Bible specifically lays out. In the book of Revelation, in the book of Daniel, the book of Jeremiah, okay, the book of Isaiah, all right, it's in there. And that's what's ahead of us. So what we're doing is we're like, hey, I can see it, hey, this is what's going to happen. This is leading up to this. And the fact that it's leading up to this supernatural thing, people are looking at us, looking at us like we have, you know, deer horns coming out of our heads because it's supernatural. But like you're saying there, Kevin. It's going to take a supernatural event, like mm-hmm. a massive alien invasion, to get everybody up to speed. Yeah. Of course, by that point, we'll be gone. You know, Bob, it's interesting yeah. because is it is it just a coincidence, though, that all of those things that are happening during um, the Daniel 70th week or the tribulation period, right, um, that's spoken of in Revelation, all those judgments that are coming on the earth, um, not just like wars, pestilence, and things like that, but like how a third of the grass is burned up, and then how you know a third of the of the, of the water and the lakes and the streams, and then the third of the ocean and this and that, and the third of the fish. And I mean, all those things. Isn't it a coincidence that all those things are destroying the earth? And right now is the biggest worldwide push to save the planet at the same yeah. time, like. You know, like that, like they're really all they're really focused on right now is, um, you know, just a few things. It's just about it's it's about do you know we we said this last week, Greg, do what thou wilt, right? That is the common theme mm-hmm. of the day. That anything goes, and if you, whatever you say, I'm going to go ahead and enable you to to do any kind of debauchery or debased thing that you want. And then the other, and then the other big thing that they're talking about is this climate stuff, and that. They want to save the planet. Well, save the planet from what? I mean, from, from, from they're saying save the planet from from human development. But what's going to happen, Bob, to their save the planet um, slogans and stuff like that when a third of the green grass is burned up mm-hmm. by God's judgment? I mean, isn't it interesting that at this time in history, right before these things are going to happen, that there's this global push to save the planet? 
This has never this has never happened before in human history. No. No, I mean you you can't look back in history and see where countries came together in order to curb development or to do something in order to save the planet. I I just I've never seen that in history before. So it's just amazing to me that it's that this big push is happening like right on the precipice of all these destruction things coming. Right. Yeah, it's it's almost like a multi a multifaceted. Mm unification program that they're trying to implement you know yeah, it's one right. thing after another that again like you said we know from all the way back at the president ronald reagan speech with the general assembly from the un in 1987 he said that it would take a alien invasion right something yeah. extraterrestrial to unite all of mankind and people are going to fall for a hook line and sinker because they've been conditioned for all this time reagan said use the love of the truth and you know, all the prodding of the Holy Spirit, because, you know, when I woke up back in 2017 to a lot of the things that was going on, I, I couldn't say it was Trump that did it, but I do know the Holy Spirit did. And he started provoking my conscience, started provoking my conscience to start looking into matters and um, mm-hmm. and things that I would was like, you guys are crazy. Now, this is from someone who grew up in a church, you know, I still hadn't come to the faith as far as being born again. But I was like, I was like, you guys are crazy if you really believe that this stuff is taking place. And then I just felt the Holy Spirit putting this idea in my mind. If it's so crazy, then why do so many people believe it's true? That hmm. that that one line just kept nice. coming into my mind over and over and over. And I was like, you know what? I, I didn't know it was the Holy Spirit at the time, but I was like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into this matter. And sure enough, my mind was blown left and right. And so I was like, this is for real. We really live in the most, the great, in a sense, we already are in a great deception. Yes, there's a great tur deception coming, but the deception right now is so real that we keep looking at the great deception that's coming. But it's like, man, we already have the, one of the greatest deceptions that's upon us right now. That a lot of people I think are called, into. Though, at the beginning of, the, of what you just said, Michael, you were like, this is a coordinated effort on multifaceted. It's a multifaceted mm. coordinated effort. And I think that once you look into these matters, that, that that's when you start seeing the connections, right? Yep. That's when you start yep. seeing that everything is connected. And the things that we talk about here that Bob just mentioned, like this global currency and the CD, exactly. CDC and stuff like that. I mean, the, the things of that nature on, on, apart from each other look like they're just, just disjointed, crazy politicians or governments or pe- billionaires or whatever trying to be, you know, make more money. But yeah, uh, but as a whole, you can see that this is a orchestrated plan uh, for, for control and a harlot system that is, um, you know, really rising up to take over this world. And, and like I said last week, Greg, They've got another thing coming to them because I'm telling you, the harlot isn't the one that prevails in the end. No, it the isn't. Beast doesn't prevail in the end either. But it, but the beast at least prevails longer than the harlot. The beast devours the harlot. They really have a rude awakening coming to them because they really don't understand that they're going to be devoured. I really do believe that they think that they are going to take over, enslave humanity, and become the rulers of the world. I believe yep. I believe that yep. that's exactly what they think. Right. Yep. You got the look at what's happening in America right now. America is being de-evolved right now. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. 
And mm-hmm. I believe that's being done for, deliberately through China. Amen. Because that's, China, that's with the de-dollarization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. China wants to come in and they want to come and invade America. Okay. Mm. Now, they couldn't beat us. Okay. But the front to front war. Okay. So they had to basically take us down from within. And that's what they've been doing. So that's why you got Biden, the White House, majority of the Congress, a lot of our politicians now serve China. They don't want to admit it, but they do. Okay. And what they want to do, what China wants to do is basically de-evolve America to a point where we are basically, basically ideally being a civil war with each other. Okay. Once we're in a civil war with with each other, we are at our most vulnerable. Okay. And at that point, they can invade. Now, what I've seen, what stuff I've studied, documents, dreams and visions, especially, this is how they're going to take America down. And this is actually leading to the seven trumpets. And I think this happens during the first three and a half years of the tribulation, because this is where all the souls end up underneath the altar. Okay. During the red horse of war. Okay. The second seal that's opened. Okay. China, the red dragon, will invade and they'll come up through Mexico. This is why they're, it's wide open borders now. That's why it's wide open now. Yeah, hmm. but Russia will attack the east with nuclear weapons. A lot of our bases are over there. Okay, so they'll take down our, they'll take down our bases there. They'll take out New York. They're going to do that immediately. That's not going to be inhabitable anymore. It's going to be flooding, tsunami. They ultimately want to take over. Russia wants to take over Canada. And Alaska and China wants to occupy America with 700 million Chinese people. And this is laid out in their document, the, the we, uh, the we Fang documents and the two defense ministers before him. They want to come in here and occupy and not coexist and not coexist with one single American. They want to come in here and they want to take it over. That's why they don't want us to use up our resources. Okay. Mm-hmm. They don't want us using the oil because they want to use it. All right. Mm-hmm. So when they get in here, like I said, and that's going to happen during the first three and a half years, and I'm saying that because they're getting ready to make this move. They are choking out Taiwan right now. They're not going to go in there and blow the crap out of it because they want to keep that infrastructure in place. You know what they're doing? They're choking it out right now with freighters. So Mm. that way they can no longer trade, and once they get choked out, they surrender. And then they move their military up to us and actually use missiles against us. All right? And another thing I've heard in the Naval War College, how they're going to take down America, is basically through the uh, bio-warfare, uh, releasing biochemical weapons into our jet streams that go through, goes through the country. And what they want to do is just take out most of Americans that way and then basically go city to city, invade, and take out every single person one at a time from that point there. But be it as it may, that is coming. And guess what? The worst part about it is, Kevin... We have an administration that's on their side, all right? Our government is a Chinese auxiliary government now, okay? Mm -hmm. So they're not going to do nothing to stop them, okay? They're actually inviting them in, all right? So with that being said, how close are we to the tribulation? How close are we to that first three and a half years? If China says in their documents, 10 times a document, eight times online, where they said they are going to invade by 2024, 2025, which is next year, right? Okay. So if that's the case, three and a half years into the tribulation period, they come in and anybody joining us for the first time, they this is where the seven trumpet judgments come in. Why does God absolutely burn the crap out of, out of all the Western nations, Kevin? Why does he do that? Because the red dragon invaded. They took it over. A bunch of people came in. Russia and China came in here and took it over. Okay. And now they're occupying it. And God, what does he say to all those people underneath the altar? Be 
be patient until the amount, amount of people that are killed the same way you is exactly. you fleet. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I'll pour out my wrath. And what right. happens during the first uh, four trumpet judgments? A third of the earth's crust is destroyed, and the Western Major nations right. a third of the earth's crust. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can't destroy uh, the Eastern nations' third crust because you have all this other stuff going on over there that's laid out in the rest of the Bible and rest of the book of Revelation. Right. But there's nothing going on here in the Western nations. Nothing. You still got the uh, Euphrates River that needs to get dried up. Kings yeah. of the East still need to come, but over here in the Western Hemisphere, it is—it's um, not. But um, I agree with you. I like that. I, I think I, I really understand that analogy that you're talking about, which is that those people that were murdered for their faith by invading armies and so forth, and basically by the world harlot system, um, are going to seek vengeance, aren't they, Bob? I mean, they're—they yeah. are absolutely going to to say. When are are you going to dole this wrath out on those people that killed us? And um, and there is a time for that. And I mean, consider that though, Bob, that these nations are going to come over here and take it over, and they are going to be so proud and happy of them for themselves. And all yeah. that's that's uh, that, that they're going to get out of that is the most severe judgment of of all time. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's really interesting that you bring all that up, Bob, because, man, I, I absolutely a thousand percent agree with you about what's going on with America. I think I mentioned this back, oh, man, several months back ago here on the channel. I mean, what we're seeing right now is nothing more than siege warfare tactics. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, talking about Annapolis, a naval war college who. As far as I'm aware, they might still include Sun Tzu's The Art of War in their curriculum. But one of the famous quotes from that book is the supreme art of war is to subdue an enemy without fighting. So we have this absolute genius tactic that's taking place where we've had supply lines. I'm not sure if anyone remember the supply line issues we had. We have our strategic reserves being emptied. We have uh, the, the immorality is actually causing the like. It's demoralizing, right? So it's demoralizing the population. We have internal conflicts. They are causing us to divide against ourselves. So basically, when they do decide to come, which if they're already starting with these, um, as when I was in the Army, you would call it taking down a hardened target, cutting off supply lines, uh, demoralizing the enemy, and, and et cetera. If we already starting to see this in a physical realm, I mean, look what we had what last week with eighteen thousand cattle and that. Did you guys see that manure explosion image? I mean, mm-hmm. that thing looked like a small, you know what, going off over there. Mm-hmm. I was like, and if this is happening in record numbers that we've never seen. Okay, right. there's been plenty of people who have documented this, and it's like twenty, thirty times more. Disasters going on with our infrastructure as far as oh, yeah. food it's, production it's goes. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's total it's unreal. attack here. Yeah, it's already begun. Internal. And what people don't realize, it's already started. It's just any, I mean, if, if it's already started, which I can see with my eyes, they're not lying. You know, we all have eyes. We can see the truth that's happening around us. I mean, how close are we to our great departure? Well, we can see it in our blessed hope. You know, Amen. We can see these things have already started, right? And yeah. that was one of the things that Kevin said. We'll wait till the Euphrates River dries up. Mm-hmm. It's already started drying up, right? That's one mm-hmm. thing Amen. that's already started. Um, so we can see these things approaching. 
you oh, can see yes. these approaching. Like they are right around the corner. This this is going to happen any time, any any moment now. Well, right? that's why I think that's why we know it's it's so close because we are seeing these things starting to take place, right? I mean, that's what Jesus says is when you see these things begin to take place, mm-hmm. look up, lift up your heads. Your redemption that's draws right. near. And that's so right, it, it's not like we're not getting any hints. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like we're not getting any confirmation of these things because we are. We're, we're getting it from mm-hmm. all sides. Red heifers, uh, Euphrates drying up, food shortages, inflation ramping up, uh, world wars. Basically, brewing. I mean, massive world wars brewing. We've got ethnic people versus ethnic people all over the world at this point. We've got, uh, you know, earthquakes, gigantic earthquakes happening daily now. Um, Where before, I mean, I'm telling you, look through history. Their recorded history does not show this many big earthquakes happening until very recently so all these things taking place and you're just gonna what just say well this is all coincidence it's it's due to climate change i mean come on (laughs) on, this is clearly we're on this cusp and we're in this transitionary period right now it's it's if you if it's not that then what could it be because it is everything that the bible says is going to happen that we're seeing starting to take place i mean it's not like any nothing's missing look at what's happening in israel israel's really starting to ramp up now yeah. benjamin netanyahu calling everybody to rise up now and you have uh they were just about to ban the preaching of jesus that's a huge one the two yeah. witnesses won't show up until that sign goes up and says no preaching of jesus until that mm-hmm. sign goes up, they're not going to show up. Okay, yeah, they're not going to like them through. too much, are they? <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're they're going to they're going to get it through. They're probably going to do it like kind of like our politicians, our corrupt criminal politicians do it here. They probably will come back and rename it, give it a different name. Probably call it the Religion Freedom Act, you know, and then they'll probably implement that. And they'll probably hide inside some big robust spending bill, separating the three different parts, give it three different names. That way right. they can get it through. Oh, they'll get it through. The Bible says they're going to get it through. And then they got to pass it first, and then they can read about what they pass later, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love I love that, Bob. They're going to call it the, the Religious Freedom Act. I mean, yeah, I know. isn't that so apropos of a government bill that is the, that's titled exactly the opposite of what it does? You created the crisis. The Religion Freedom Act. I could see them doing that here in the United States. I could totally see them as it's religion freedom for Muslims, Hindus. You know, is religions freedom for everybody except those who believe in Jesus. Okay, it's not good for you. And don't tell me that's not going to happen because, like I said, Biden has already created protected classes for everybody in the nation except white males who believe in Jesus. Okay, why are they not protecting though? Why are they being isolated for? Okay. And don't if you're black or Hispanic, trust me, you're on the chopping block too. We're just the first ones to go. <laughs> okay, we're the first ones to go. Trust me, when the Chinese show up, if you're not Chinese, if you don't have Chinese papers, guess what? You're still gonna go. All right. I don't care if you're a trans person, I don't care who you are. All they're waiting for, they're just trying to keep us separated, and they're using you as a pawn to do it. Okay. Mm. When China gets here, they're gonna kill you. And they're going to kill everybody in this country. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what gender you are. They're going to kill everybody. And it's all because of you people 
not wanting to stand with the rest of us and wake up. Okay? But, you know, that's okay because they're not coming for me. They're not coming for Greg or Kevin or Michael here or any of us listening. They're coming for you because we're going to be gone. Because in order for something like that to happen, the hand of restraint has to be removed. Has to be yeah. removed, yes. You're talking about a mass, mass execution of people. And that mm. only happens during the tribulation after the second seal has been opened. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Chill there. No, amen. Because yeah. um, so there's a new number of times. If if the restrainer didn't have to be remo- removed, evil would have already gone in there. And mm-hmm. the, the fact is, is that we, we actually are restraining this from happening. And, you know, it, but it's not it's not just us that's doing it, though, Greg. And we mention this all the time is that it's God's plan. I mean, we are the body of Christ here on earth, and we are doing what we are supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And we are occupying until he comes, which means occupying doesn't mean laying down in a corner and hiding and not doing anything. Occupying actually means being in that in some place and actually doing something. And that's yep. exactly what we're doing. We are speaking out against these things. We are uh, attempting to, to show a light uh, into that darkness, which darkness is prevailing all over. I mean, it is spreading its tentacles out everywhere. And, mm-hmm. Michael, you mentioned some of the ways they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, but, but we're exposing this in the light. For, and so people are, are saying, oh, wait a minute. You know, I, I'm not, I don't like that. Otherwise, everybody would just go along with it. But after we're removed, there's going to be a group of people that's going to, to rise up uh, and are going to, to, to ultimately be killed for it. Right, Bob? I mean, th- this mm-hmm. group of people that are, that's going to come to the, no- the knowledge of the truth after the rapture, that they're not going to they're not going to be able to stick around for that long. I mean, we're talking just a few years, you know, after that, though, it's going to be, you know, it's harlot system persecuting and killing them. And then it's B system persecuting, killing, beheading them. So, I mean, you're talking about just a, a short period of time, but many, many people, a multitude like it talks about in Revelation seven is going to come to Christ during that period of time. It's going to be an amazing revival period, but there's going Amen. to be massive amounts of killing during that period of time. Right. You don't have to go through that if no. you're raptured, right, Bob? Well, I mean, you can yeah. escape these things to come. There's hope. There's hope. Well, the, Bible, the Bible says Amen. the book of Revelation exactly when this happens. If you go to Revelation chapter 12, towards the bottom of the chapter, to the end of the chapter, it talks about where the woman's given two wings of an eagle. After she gives birth to the man-child, the man-child is called up to heaven. There's a picture of the rapture or escape. Okay, Then the woman is given two wings of an eagle where she's taken. And then uh, Revelation 12, uh, 12, verse 15, it says, And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away in the flood. Those are invading armies. Yeah, That's what's coming here to America and Israel. And then it says here, the earth, here's the interesting part. The Bible says in verse 16, chapter 12, Revelation, and the earth helped the woman and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood, which a dragon cast out of his mouth. So something's going to happen to these invading armies. I don't know, but it might be an earthquake, which yeah. is probably the San, San Andreas and New Madrid fault, which will make perfect sense to me. But the Bible says in uh Revelation 12, verse 17, and this is where it says, I, this is where I know the dragon, which is representation of China, 
the Red Dragon, okay, they're going to move right along the same parallels as the spiritual realm. And it says, and the dragon was wroth with a woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. The remnant of those who are Christians on the earth who haven't been saved yet. And which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Those are your your um, uh, tribulation saints. So that's the dragon. Call, that's a dragon moving full, full, I mean, fully forward with war. And right. I think that is when they're going to be invading America right mm-hmm. there. So we're long gone. If you're watching right now, you're worried about, don't worry about the stuff. We're long gone. Yeah, there was, um, Annette mentioned that earlier and said, are these things that you're talking about, Bob, going to happen while we're still here? <laughs> no. No. You got to remove the hand of restraint to do that. And by right. the like, and, and that is Annette, right? That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah, you got to remove the hand of restraint to kill that many people. I'm sorry. I just, you know, there's a yeah. lot of people that died during the Holocaust, but that was only 3 million people over about a period of seven years. You're talking about 100 million, two or 300 million people dying within about 30 days. Maybe even okay, more. If they launch that, bio, that biochemical weapon, that's going to kill about 150 to 200 million people overnight. Okay, that doesn't happen until that, that second seal is open. And according to Revelation 5, 9, we are standing before Jesus Christ in heaven when he's opening that seal. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's 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 wild. Um, yeah, think about the one thing that I don't think we can definitively say, though, is how bad it's going to get in America. You know, that's one thing that we really don't know. But because uh, when we look at things that happened through history, like World War One, World War Two, I mean, we had unprecedented you know, suffering. And I'm not saying that that's going to be our future, but we also got to remember that we'll be out before the tribulation period. But mm-hmm. up till that point, we don't know exactly how bad, how much heat can really be pushed on us, you know, but yeah. it's nothing to be afraid of because God's always with us. Jesus is always with us. He's, he's gone before us and he's gone, you know, he's behind us. He's our shield and buckler, right? So you have nothing to worry about. That's right. God is your provider, and He He always comes through, no matter what. Yeah. Amen. Amen. In I other words, that. don't That's get don't have. don't get left behind. <laughs> hey, hey, wait a minute! Don't that <laughs> get left behind. And nice. I had it, I had it stored. Nice. In my, uh, nice. In my cupboard. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's uh, cool. Yeah. Anybody who doesn't that know what that cool. is, uh, hey, check yeah. that out. Wow, you got like the original, does it have the flap and everything? Look at this. It's got the flap. Oh my gosh, it does have the Isn't flap. That something, huh? Whose side will you choose? That I mean, that is really what it's going to be during the tribulation. It is uh, yeah, it's not, be exactly, not exactly like that, but you notice all those whites, the white the people all in the white there, they're they're all they're all neutrals. They haven't chosen yet. Um they they gotta go either blue or red. Uh, but that's a video game, right? <laughs> but I mean, when, when you consider it, though, there is going to be a choice to be made, and there's not going to be a middle ground, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the tribulation does separate the sheep from the goats. There is no middle point. There's no on the fence anymore. There's going to be a time where the where, where you have to choose. Wow, that's amazing! You have that one. That's awesome. Yeah, and I got, that's cool. I, I, it's I got, got some great art. In it, I'm telling you. Yeah. Good game. Mm-hmm. Ah, thank you. Well, it was fun. Um, but uh, that's a blast from the past. I mean, that was a while ago. That was We made that um, 
and we released it in 2006, believe it or not. Wow. 17 years ago this uh, this fall. Yeah, just was looking mm -hmm. through the, the, oh, the manual. The book comes with it. Yeah, the book comes with it. Yeah, the first so book. Basically, in that game, you're going to learn how to fight the Antichrist. Right? <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. what do you do now if you get left behind because you simply won't accept the free gift of salvation of Jesus Christ? You're still trusting your works because you're not born again. You're so right. you'll be left behind. So so basically in that game is you got to choose sides now. That, that's book revelation. You got hot, cold, can't be in the middle, can't be lukewarm. Yeah, it's the first real-time strategy game that um, doesn't have any objectives or missions to kill anybody. Um, think about how difficult that was to make. Uh, because if anybody is familiar with real-time strategy games, that's what all real-time strategy games are all about. And uh, in the manual, it even says, it says, you know, you get penalized if you go on a killing spree, basically. Um, so don't do that. Uh, you know, find a different tactic, and that is to pray, get some worship leaders and stuff like that, start witnessing. You have uh, people that can go out and witness as well. So such a yeah. unique game. Such a unique game. game. Yeah, yeah. And I love, I love the fact that in the credits game. that you are, you are mentioned numerous <laughs> times under designed by – Kevin Huckman, written by Kevin Huckman, uh, right? Where else am I missing? Produced, uh, produced, yeah, <laughs> produced. Yeah, you, you are, you are all That's over awesome. this. You are all over this thing, buddy. I was. Uh, I also. I also. Um, yeah, there I am. I also <laughs> mentioned. I, I also was involved with like the voiceovers and stuff. And um, you, you did that too. My I, I had a couple. I had a couple in the game, but I, I, I was there directing it. Yeah, so that was fun. brother, brother Bob. You, you, you. You got the wrong guy to do your, uh, your audio. No, I only directed. I didn't. Do, I only did a couple <laughs> okay. of points, right. but I directed some. But uh, I, you know, uh, Craig, you don't uh, need any direction. Are you kidding me? You got it down. I mean, as soon as I heard "White of the Heathen," I knew that that was going to be fun. Hey guys, uh, quick, uh, quick, quick uh, request. I want to make here. Uh, I want to do a quick re uh, prayer request. I want to make a mention of a young man right now. I actually did a video on him. Uh, a few years ago, name is Jason Gaboyan, and his father was actually my boss at Steel Mills. Okay, and he did a part of the best boss I've ever had. Okay, they were Jews, all right. They are Jews, Messianic Jews. They believe in Jesus Christ, all right. And his son Jason's in prison right now. Okay, got into a lot of bad stuff when he was young, and they're about to release him out. What's important about Jason is he has been preaching in the prison. Okay. He has services. He leads services in the prison and stuff like that. And I believe the Lord is calling him to become one to feed my sheep today's missionaries. And he's going to be going to Israel, according to uh, Jim, who is actually in the chat here. And now Jim Gaboy is actually in the chat right now. And we're hoping that he's going to have favor with a meeting coming up right now that they will release some. You know, they're releasing all these filthy crud people out of the prisons now. You know, mm -hmm. why, why, they can't, why can't they release somebody who is actually good? Okay, so he is going to be coming out of prison. I believe in Jesus' name. I ask everybody here to pray for him. Guys, here, pray for him, okay, because he will be our representation in Israel for Feed My Sheep today. Mm. Okay? okay, that's going to be yeah. huge, and I believe it's coming. Right. So I just want to take a quick minute. I want to say a prayer, prayer for him. Heavenly pretty. Father, we pray right now in Jesus' name for Jason Gaboyan that he will have favor with our government to be released from prison that he's released from everything, everything that's holding him back in that prison now, he will be released. 
everything is broken. Jesus break everything so now he can go forward and be a voice in Israel and especially be a representation, feed my sheep today and lead everybody to the loss, to the hope and love of Jesus Christ. We ask this to be done in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. We agree. We do agree. So that's awesome. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, we, we really need need that in Israel, don't we? I mean, we need that support there. Um, we need him to be out there um, yes, leading people. So, Amen. And any other prayer requests anybody have, put it in there. Okay. We're going to pray for everybody here at the end as well again. So, because we have a lot a lot of people, you know, I just feel inspired right now. There's a lot of people out there, regardless. And yeah, yeah, rapture is coming soon, but they're still scared. They're still mm. worried. Yeah. You know, don't tell me you haven't thought about what's going to come with that CBDC. Mm. Right? If that yeah. CBDC comes and wipes out our economy, all right, and the rapture resurrection hasn't happened yet, all right, my fear is how am I going to pay my mortgage? Mm-hmm. Mm. How am I going to pay my mortgage? Well, how, how, whatever, what happens with that? Nobody can give me an answer on that. What happens to your mortgage? I'm sure the bank yeah. is like, well, I guess the house is yours. It's free. <laughs> your dollar is no good. No. Oh more. yeah, I'm sure that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that sounds just like. Yeah. It. Just, just be encouraged, everyone, and and I know I said before that you know the Lord, He's you know He's covering our back and He's got us in the front and He's indwelling within us and He really does have you. You know, I right before being born again, I walked away from a six figure a year job, massive bonuses, and um, in the IT field. And the Lord, after I went through rehab and all these psychological issues and everything that made it really difficult to keep steady work. So I have to self, I'm self-employed. I I work per basis in any field that I can from working on cars to doing IT work and graphics and things of that nature. But I will tell you, even though I don't have as much as I did then, God's always kept the roof over my head. He's always kept food on the table and he's always provided when I needed it. I may not have had it when I wanted it, but when I needed it, God was never late. And if it hadn't been for the last four years where I can look back and see how God has effortlessly kept us our head above water, I would be more afraid in that regard too. But having experienced that, and I can testify to the goodness of God, I will tell you guys, do not worry. Do not worry. God will always provide a way. He always does. He always does. Yeah. I see that too, especially in my own life. I think uh, I think back and I say, I've worried all this re- time for, for yeah. what? And I look back yeah. and I say, he's always been there. Always, mm-hmm. constantly. And he always gets you out of it. Whatever trials, tribulations you go through, he's there. Yeah. He's going to get yeah. you through it. So and we do I have can. to learn to put more trust in him. Um, I know it's it's not easy at times. Obviously, we go through, you know, we go through life and struggles. Amen. And, uh, the flesh gets to us. The devil tries to Amen. put us in a different area um, and put us in a, in a a bad spot mentally, possibly, but that's what prayer is for. That's what we have the community for, brothers and sisters in Christ to pray for us. And that's what we do. This is what we do here on Uptime, too, because it's, yep. it's not always just about Jesus is coming. It's about Jesus is here now working through the, the body of Christ. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's amazing. I have actually a good report and a but God testimony on this very topic. And um, it's very interesting. As you guys know, and are I'm sure aware of none of us get paid to do this. You know, you don't make money off of YouTube. I took a snapshot off my rumble once I made one penny in like two years. I mean, literally I was like, you guys, you, you can keep your penny. Don't want your penny, you know, it's okay. And um, so I was going over and during my break, which I took on my channel, I was like going over at the end of my break, I should say, I was going over different software and things that I use. And I was like, hmm, you know, I've been paying into this streaming thing. And I was looking at StreamYard. And to have a basic StreamYard service, it's $25 a month. May not sound like much to someone who has plenty. But when things are tight, you know, and I looked over the past, right? And uh, for the past eight months, I've been paying that. So it was 200 bucks. Doesn't sound like a lot to some people, but, you know, when, again, it's all relative to where you are financially. And um, I was sitting there and I, was, I told my wife, and I was like, you know what? I got to figure out how to use OBS Studio because it's free. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, this, I was like, this just isn't sustainable, you know? And in, in my arrogance and ignorance, saying something like that and guys down to the exact penny i never said anything to anyone someone had financed that entire eight months crazy wow with that's no 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 nothing they just they just did it and i was like and i was like oh lord you know i had to go to prayer and i was like jesus i'm sorry i sit in here saying that it's not sustainable for me to do this when (laughs) you have been the one that's been sustaining me this entire time. And here I am moping and complaining about packages. <laughs> and here you are always providing again, always providing when, when you least expect it, you know, I, I never said anything to anyone but my wife. So I have right. no idea. And I, whoever right. blessed me that way to keep on rolling on. God bless yeah, you. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. Really amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. God, it's so good. He is. And he's right not going to forsake us. Right. This, this Amen. Is, I mean, if he actually is God, a God that you can trust and love and who loves you, what makes you think that he's just going to turn his back on you when the, when the, when the times get going and the, and the going gets tough? He's not. He's just simply not. Uh, you, this is a time, a, a test of faith, isn't it? I mean, this is a time that, that people are being, um, you know, pulled in many different directions by the world. And God is, is, is there stationary. Like, come to me. I'll give you peace. And Greg, you mentioned a little bit before the broadcast that that that's happened to you very recently. You know, you reached out to him and he was, and and you didn't, I'm sure it didn't take you long to find him. (laughs) He was right there waiting for you. Right. No, you're absolutely right. And the thing that was holding me back was myself yeah. just letting, letting him just take the reins and just yes. do, do what, do what mm-hmm. he, he can and, and will for me and my, his will for me in my life. Amen. I have to stop putting more pressure on myself mm-hmm. and just let him be God, give it, yep. give it all to him. And then this, the peace just comes, this peace that surpasses yes. all understanding rests yes. upon you. It really does. But when Amen. you fight against that, and we do it sometimes, we just tend to do it because we're still human. We're still in this flesh. Oh, yeah. But, but Amen. when you let go, and like God, yeah. right? we've heard that before, right? Let go, let yeah. God. 
Yeah, it's so amazing. Ah, it's like, that's so beautiful. Ah, thank you, Lord. You can't let the cares of this world take you take over yes. you, your mentality and your attitude and everything. You've got to, if you start feeling that way, you've got to take a step back like Greg did and say, okay, wait a minute. Why am I doing, why am I putting all this on myself? <laughs> you know, Amen. I don't need to do that. That, that that's yeah. not that, that's not what he's there for to say okay you're on your own now uh that, yeah. that's that he you have him at your disposal every day and disposal meaning you can use him to give him your cares and worries and burdens he, that's what he's he's that's part of what he's there for and that he, he doesn't expect us to do he doesn't want us to do things on our own he wants us to come to him and to put those things on him and to trust that he's not going to put us through anything that we can't handle. That's right. Yeah. That, it's so amazing. You said that Greg, <laughs> I had the same experience over, over the break and I, man, it was so, it's so ridiculous because we tend to put ourselves through more than, you know, than what God, God, when, you know, he always says, you know, take my, my burden, right. Take my yoke for it. It was, it has to go. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Right. So it's so amazing. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, one of the hardest things that we do is let go. (laughs) That's the hardest thing we got to do. It's just let go. But you know what? God is faithful guys. And if you're, if you're white knuckling, you know, (laughs) the surface that you're holding on to, God's gentle and he'll slowly pry your fingers through situations until, until you just let go. And then he's like, see, I got you this whole time. You were sitting here resisting. So I, you know, he had to turn up the situations and circumstances to encourage you to let go. But when you do, it's like the peace. I mean, it, it could, you know, World War Three could be happening behind you and you're just... Just so happy in a perfect peace because God's so good, you know. It's such right. a man, you know, taking breaks, guys, to just seek the Lord, take all your cares and your burdens to Him, and just pour your heart out. God, He's a, He's able to take whatever you bring to that table. Amen. He is bigger than every circumstance that you Amen. have. We are Amen. children of God. We are His children. You know, my sons, if they need anything, I'm there for them. I go above and beyond for them because they're my children, okay? And we are children of God because we've been rebirthed by the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. And, you know, I uh, I heard somebody was making a video. It's actually pretty, uh, he has a pretty huge channel, but he's not like a, he's a Christian, but he does more like uh, secular stuff, you know, covers stuff like that. And he made his comment, so he was like, we are all, all of us humans on earth are children of God. It's like, no, we're not. Mm. No, we are not. We are all we are all God's creation, but we're not all children of God. And it says in Ephesians one five, it says, "Having predestined us unto the adoption of children, unto the adoption of children." I say it again, by mm-hmm. Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good will, according to the good pleasure of His will. I get that right. So you have to be born again spiritually be- to become a child of God. Okay. Yes. If you are born again spiritually, you are sealed until the day of redemption, Ephesians 4.30, okay? You've received the inheritance of the Holy Spirit, which is laid out in Ephesians 1.13.14, okay? And adoption, I want to make a quick mention about that. Adoption, in uh, Ephesians uh, 1.5, what does it say there again? 
It says, having predestined, predestinated us unto the adoption. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's still future tense. Right. It's that we are you we are about to go through an adoption process. Right. Yeah. Right now we are spiritually adopted to Jesus Christ because our spirits have been born again sealed, our spirits are done. But it says here, predestined us to the adoption. This is where you get predestined once you are born again of the Holy Spirit. Now, once you're born again of the Holy Spirit, you are guaranteed to become a full child of God because that happens at the rapture resurrection, as is laid out in Romans 8 23. It says, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, right? The first fruits of the Holy Spirit born again spiritually. And then it says, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption. Right. To wit, the redemption of our body. Okay. Yep. So there it is right there. The rapture resurrection. Oh, Bob, the rapture is not in the Bible. Oh, it is. <laughs> All you have to do is just dig it out. Okay, yeah. this is what the Bible tells us to do. Right, it's a future. This adoption is a future appointment, uh, and right, and, yeah. it, and we and we know it's it's assured and coming. And Bob, if all children were children of God, then why would um, some of them go to the lake of fire? That's not where you send your children with inheritances. That's not right. where they go. The ones with inheritances are the ones with Him, and the ones who are not children of God, the ones who do not love Him, do not want, who do not love the truth, do not accept Jesus Christ. They are not. They are simply not. And um, it's, yeah, it's kind of amazing that people get that wrong. But I think they do that on, I think they do that willingly because once again, they are trying to be inclusive and the the inclusive nature of like, oh, don't worry. Everybody's going to be saved. Everybody's okay. Everybody's going to ultimately make it in the end. And God loves everybody and this and that. But the promises that God has laid out are for those who love him, right? It always mm-hmm. says that. It always has this mm-hmm. thing about, you know, for those who love him. And so mm-hmm. it's, 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 you know, it's got to be very, very clear by now that just skating by um, and, and being part of an inclusive group is not going to get you anywhere. This is an individual test and task that mm-hmm. that's set out for everybody individually during this period of time while you're alive here on earth. That is your test. And Greg, I've been thinking lately of just how tiny speck of time that actually is in comparison to what is to come for us. In the yeah. Future. That helps me yeah. Uh, yeah. just keep moving forward. You know, it's just like, Oh, no, yeah. I have seen no ears heard. Mine right. can't comprehend the things that God has yeah. in store for yeah, us. I mean, I, I just think, yeah. I mean, what's going to yeah. happen hundred years from now, a thousand years from now, 10 yeah. million years from now, 16 billion years from oh, now. Oh, man. I mean, we're going to exist still, and we are going to be in heaven with, with all, all of us are going to be there. I mean, discovering new things, uh, never getting bored ever. And, mm-hmm. and that's a long time. Yeah. I mean, yep. it, it's just. It's just, this is such a little tiny speck and you've got to understand that when the Bible talks about, Hey, that these, that these times of trouble and tribulation are just a fleeting moment. They're they, they, they they pale in comparison to the glory of thing. And glory is such an amazing glory of things to come. 
the glorious things that we're going to experience throughout history. We're on the cusp of experiencing those things. Mm. And um, real quick, if I may, real quick, Bob, just to speak to your point on the exact pattern and another scriptural witness to that about how the Lord is. There's a future adoption. It's John 14, 16 through 18. And it says, and I'll pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Boom. The Holy Spirit, right, that we get, that we're sealed by, that he may abide with you forever. Forever, guys. I didn't say, you know, just a little bit of time, but forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans or Mm. translate it in KJV comfortless. I will come to you. So we even see all the way back in the Gospel of John, the Lord was already showing this pattern of what was to take place. And it's such a amazing witness to what Bob was saying, because it's like, yeah, man, we're not going to be left orphans, guys. God, God's coming to us, you know, and just mm-hmm. to speak to what Kevin was saying. Yeah. Remember Second Corinthians one twenty for all the promises of God in him. Who's him? Jesus Christ. Are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Mm-hmm. And how are we abiding in Christ? It's through faith, right? We mm-hmm. believe through faith, and we have all the promises of God through amen. Jesus Christ. By faith, yes, not by how sight. How true is that, though, right now? Like, they can't see him. They, mm-hmm. they, they don't know amen. him. But we know him, and he's inside of us. And it is, it is such an amazing thing to think that that we were chosen to to, to have this in us, um, and that I just I just thank God that I say this before Greg. I thank God that I'm, I'm just not like their dwellers. I mean, I, I, this, there's just no hope there. There's mm-hmm. no hope. There's there's no there's nothing to look forward to. Right? There's no blessed hope. There's no uh, non-blessed hope. There's just no hope. Yeah. It's 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 mm-hmm. quite an amazing experience to be able to have this yeah. discernment yeah. and knowledge and understanding that the world just simply does not have. Well, that's why yeah. they go with they do as thou wilt mentality, yeah. right? Because they don't yeah. think there really is anything worth living for There's, outside of this. This world, they're like so. they just get flown around by the wind, don't they? From yeah. one thing to the yeah, next, from one thing to the next, and it's like the worst to something worse to something worse. It's it, you, know, you know, and for and we as a, you know from like an outside perspective, look at it and just shake our heads and go, "What?" It's like the blinds leading the blind here. Mm-hmm. How delicate of a time we're in right now, you know? These people, like you said, Kevin, they're just everybody's focused on this world, you know, God. Bible said so God, he's the God of the living. Okay. Right. And then when Jesus was talking about Abraham, something like that, you know, who lived like two, 3,000 years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. 3,500 years ago. Okay. He's the God of the living. In the end, okay, the majority of the human race is on the other side living. Okay. We're only a small percentage of us are here right now. They think it's been about 100 billion people that walked the earth mm-hmm. at one point. Okay. And right now we have existing right now here on the earth, 8 billion. Eight percent of the human population is actually living here on the, in the land of the living, and ninety-two percent of the human population is on the other side of the veil, living still. Right. Okay, but are you living in heaven, or are you living in hell? Mm-hmm. Okay, are you going into eternity with God, or are you going into the lake of fire? Okay, 
So it's a very interesting concept. You know, you brought up eternity, a million years from now. Okay. I'm like, what are we going to be doing a million years from now? Trust me, I thought about it. <laughs> you know, you look at, or you look at space or just, just the second heavens. All right. There are trillions of galaxies out there with billions of stars per galaxy. And each star has planets. Do you think that's a lot of real estate out there that can be developed? That's a lot of real estate that can be developed. I can tell you what you won't be doing, Bob. What's that? I can tell you what you won't be doing. You won't be paying your your mortgage. (laughs) You won't have to worry about that. The worlds I want to develop. I want to develop ice worlds. I want to develop all kinds of different worlds. But you also want to go to other planets and explore and do other things. You're just not going to walk across a bunch of rocks. God created all that out there, I believe, for us to go out there and develop it. And it's going to take an eternity to develop it. And that's just the second heavens. The third heavens, is, you know, the third heavens is it dwarfs the second heavens. That's true. Okay. So there is, like you said, Kevin, there is this, 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 it blows my mind. I can't, I can't fathom. Yeah. Of course, that's what the Bible says. It has to enter into our hearts, mm-hmm. our ears, eyes, thought of it, you know, what God has in store for us. Okay, this is why we need a heavenly body. This is the reason why there's rapture resurrection for us, because we're given bodies that are able to transverse the cosmos. With our heavenly bodies, we can walk on any star. Mm. We could go into the center of any star. We could go anywhere we want in the universe. And it's like that. Bam. Traveling at the speed of thought. Okay. Wow. I thought of that. Do you think God's like, okay, oh, I thought of it. Guess uh guess we can't do it. No, because Bob's like, you're not thinking big enough. You know, so that's what's ahead of us. Okay. It doesn't the Bible doesn't say that the things that you imagine aren't going to happen. It just says that there's things that are going to happen that you haven't imagined. Right. It's it's not the it's not the other way around. But Bob, I agree with you. It does get like when you start actually dwelling on it, you can only go so far until you start getting overwhelmed by it and start trying to think about how that's going to work out. And like, not, you know, just like I said, like a million, 16 billion years from now, we're still going to be finding new things and doing stuff. I mean, that's hard to, for us to understand right now, because I mean, even about all the stuff that we have in this world, there are times where you're just like, I don't even want it. I don't want anything I, I don't know what to do you know it's just like wait a minute you know we're not gonna have that issue we're not gonna have that issue it's just it's oh i just it's hard it's hard to, to grasp but i, I think yeah. i think the key here though is that we are going to get that inheritance is that we are going to be joint heirs we're going to be adopted in when the rapture resurrection occurs and that, that that's yeah. not far away and no yeah. matter what happens between now and then we can get through it, Bob. We can, no matter what it is. The, the cares of the world, what, I mean, what are they going to do, Bob? Are they going to take your house away and kill you? Well, if they do that, Bob, you're, you're, you're going in the rapture resurrection first, okay? Yeah. Because the dead in Christ are going to rise first. To, to die is to gain. Now, none of us are going to take our life right now and say, okay, we're gaining. No. Right now, the, the, what, what we're doing is we're, we're occupying yes. here while we're alive, and we're trying to make a difference as we can, right? That's what we're doing. But mm-hmm. one day when we're not here anymore to do it, 
then we are going to have a better existence. That's right. And we won't look at yeah. be looked at as crazy anymore. Yep. Well, yep. That's true. Exactly. That's one of the nicest things. That's one of the nicest things. In heaven <laughs> after rapture resurrection, the perfect's going to come, right? We'll all be mm-hmm. in unity. There's not mm-hmm. going to be any more disagreements about anything, even among Christians, even among the believers, there will not be. And that mm-hmm. there's not going to be anybody saying that you're crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey uh, Michael, that verse you brought up earlier, uh, which verse was that again? Talking about the Holy Spirit within you. Was that first John? It's, uh, it's John 14, 16 through 18. Okay. Because it talked about the Holy Spirit indwelling within you right there. Let's read it again. I want to make a point here again. It says, uh, where is it at? So even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth within you, is a, he, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then if you go to Romans 8, verses 10 and 11, since the Holy Spirit indwells within you, the moment you believe in the finished Amen. work of Jesus Christ to save you, your spirit is brought to life. It's no longer dead. It's alive now. It used to be dead and it's trespasses and sins, but it's been brought to life. And in Romans 8, 10, 11, it says, and if Christ be in you, all right, like we just covered, the body is dead, still dead. My body's dead. My body's still full of sin, still dead Yeah, because Amen. of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit within us. But Amen. if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell within you, he hath raised up Christ from the dead, shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth within you. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. The power is within us to change us. That, yeah. I don't know how it's going to happen. Right. I know how. I I know how it's how how it's going to go. As the trumpet, Jesus, he blows that trumpet. It triggers that spiritual DNA within our body. Something our gets body activated from within, within, right, Bob? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Holy Spirit will do the work, it and our body will be rebirthed. Outward quickens our body. Yeah. Changes well, us from mortal to immortal. Right. Yeah. Once again, another ra- another rapture verse. Rapture's in the Bible. <laughs> okay. People yeah. out there, there's no rapture. <laughs> you know, no, no, no. Our our apostle Paul showed us right there. What does it mean yeah. from the dead? So your he says right here, quicken your mortal body. What does that mean? Oh, it just makes you, you feel alive. better. You get a good feeling of God and <laughs> you feel all oh, you feel a lot good. No. No. You get a body that could traverse the cosmos, walk on any yeah. planet, walk on mm. any star, mm. travel. The universe in seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's First Corinthians. Be living. First right. Corinthians fifteen says that we must be changed from corruptible yeah. to incorruptible. We must put that on. Mm-hmm. We yeah. have to have that first before we go there. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to survive. But we are changed in in a twinkling of an eye. We are changed. That's right. Yep. Right. Amen. And verse eighteen. It's another confirmation to the promise that I will never leave you nor forsake you. I mean, he says right there in John 14, 18, I will not leave you comfortless slash orphans. I will come to you. So it's a a guaranteed thing, guys. If you're born again, if you're born of the spirit, you're going to be with the Lord forever. In our minds, you know, we see things that's right in front of us, you know, and it's hard to see beyond our flesh sometimes. It's hard to see, you know, with what God has seen for us, but you know, God sees the end from the beginning. 
he already knows our end and he knew our beginning from the moment we were born again in him. Right. So mm. he literally is seeing us where we are going to be while we are still walking this world. And we're like, Oh God, <laughs> all these things that are going on. How is this ever going to work out? But God's just like, just relax. Just let it go. I'm in control. Let it go. You know? That's right. We talked about yeah. that before. Let it go. Amen. Mm-hmm. It's great to walk an example of that. Let right go, now. let God. That's you it, don't have to God. wait until after the rapture resurrection, right? To get that peace and comfort. No, you, no, you don't. Get it now. Get it now. Yeah. All the time. Get it now. Yeah. It's, it's, really it's, free. Yeah, exactly. it's a free gift. Yeah. That's, that's part of the gift. That's free. part of the gift. It comes free. Yeah. It's like, well, wait, there's more. You know, if, you, <laughs> if, you're, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling like, you know, think the world cares the world are starting to weigh on you, well, you have you have him inside of you. You can communicate yeah. with him. You can you can give him those cares, and he will yeah. immediately take it, and it gives you peace. It, it, it's hard to explain to someone who's never done that before, right? Because they just don't they don't fathom under real real peace. They're like, oh, I felt happy once <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. You know, I had a good time one day, and it's like, but this is different than that, isn't it? It Isn't is. it great? Yeah. It, it's not it's, a temporary. It's not temporary peace, but no, it's an ongoing. There's long suffering involved, and and, trials and even through trials, you still yeah. feel peace. But he gives you that peace because yeah, he wants you to rely on him. He wants mm-hmm. you to rely on him, and not the things of this world that other people turn to. Yeah, whether it be sex, yeah. drugs, <laughs> anything you else know, yeah. you know that you can think of. Right. Well, I've noticed too is that when the w- w- when the stress goes up. The peace increases. Okay. You think things are bad out there now, but I've noticed in my life when something starts happening to me, initially that that will hit you, the shock of it, the fear will hit you initially, but then that peace repels it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Perfect example. I remember I was, uh, some friends of mine were taking our cars off this car show down in Dayton, Ohio. It was a, it was, uh, it was a Trans Am Nationals and I was taking my car. That was a long time ago. I was young. And you know what? The car, uh, the debris came off this truck. My car hit it. I spun off the road, and I was doing like eighty miles an hour. And I spun off the road, and I was flying through the the median between two highways, and just flying through the grass sideways. All right, as the car slowing down. But you know what, though, I had peace. It was weird. Weirdest thing. I was like, that's peace so similar beyond. to my story. Yeah, yeah that's like peace. I was like, this is gonna be okay. Let's, let's let it get over with. So and everything, uh, car. What didn't get in the rack? It didn't hit anything. Praise the Lord. Amazing. Okay, it spun out and I was done. And the other time when I got sick with COVID, all right, I thought I was gonna die, <laughs> you know. But you know what? Though towards the end of that thing, before I actually went to the hospital and came out of it, I had peace. This peace. I wasn't scared. Okay, there's just this peace. So any any time you get close to you think you're gonna die, the peace elevates. Okay, and I say that to those people who are, you know, maybe you might some, maybe you get left behind. You're watching the show, you're gonna get left behind. Okay, you're still trusting in your works. You're not trusting in Jesus. Okay, you get left behind because your spirit wasn't reborn. Now you got to face a beheading. When you go to get beheaded, you're gonna, it's gonna be like someone's gonna pat you on the back because you're not gonna have any fear of it whatsoever. It's gonna be, you know, it's almost like. You're like, you know, you're about to go to glory in a few seconds. That's going to completely overwhelm 
anything that you could possibly feel for a few seconds. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think about Jesus on the cross too, right? Just before yeah. he was about to, his spirit, he said, you know, I released my spirit. You know, he, he was about to go into glory. He knew that. I mean, it's not like he wasn't going through that torment, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. like he wasn't experiencing something that was horrific and he had to, you know, he knew he had to go through it. But our own Lord and Savior is was here to experience the, the awful, I mean, and he died an awful death. So yeah. just think your own Lord and Savior, right, had to go through some, endure some things here. So we're, yeah. we're almost there. We're almost at the finish line. But at the same time, Amen. it's like, listen, we, we have an awesome God who has come in the flesh and dwelt among us has experienced has experienced the same things we experience here mm. on earth. Yeah. Now, you don't find that in any other religion. Right. We're not we're not we don't consider ourselves a religion because we're not religious people. We have a true relationship. Amen. A true relationship yeah. with the creator of the universe. And that's an amazing, amazing thing. You can't buy that. Yeah, and he and you know and he did it for us guys. He did it for you. He did it for me. You know salvation it, it's a personal experience that we go through with the lord in that relationship in the faith right and it's really interesting because i'm actually working on a study that i'll be going into a video about <laughs> but it's called naked shame and i really wanted to to cover a lot of the topics about shame and one thing that i found very interesting right is this word shame in the hebrew that you go all the way back into the garden and it's strong's h954 bush and it has a bet, and it's a vav and a shin, right? And it basically means in the pictograph form that your tent or house that's stuck or nailed into your sin, right, that's being consumed, the shin. And God came here to cover us, right? He made the skins and he covered us. He has shown time and time again, it's not our work. You know, we're not putting some fig leaves all over us. God came and he was a sacrificial lamb that covered us. And we've seen in the Laodicean church, right, that last letter, how they thought that they had it all. They thought they were rich, you know, they had need of nothing, but they didn't realize they're poor, blind, miserable. And Mm. worst of all, they were naked. They had no covering, right? Jesus is our covering, guys. He's the one who covers us with his precious atoning blood, right? right. Without him, we are nothing. He's the one that set us free from, that's setting us free and has set us free from this tent, this tent that we, that we dwell in now. He's, I mean, imagine not only is God so humble to come down here and save us while we were dead in our trespasses and sins, but he's so humble that he's dwelling within us, tabernacling in this flesh, this decrepitly horrible flesh. I mean, imagine. The love of God, guys, the humility, the love of God, it just truly surpasses my understanding. I'm like, every time I do these studies, I'm like, Lord, you just blown away. You, yeah, you're just, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I love you so much. Yeah. You're so like, awesome. You did that for us. Thank I you. mean, yeah. why, you know, I mean, we can't fathom it. Why, you know, and we still, yeah, you know, don't fully understand. I, I don't think we will until we. The perfect has come until we're, it's really, truly revealed to all of us. I mean, it really is something, though. It makes it really kind of makes you 
well up a little bit <laughs> with uh, yeah, tears. It, uh, you know? it, it, it really does. And, and it's so layered, right? And as you do these studies and you're diving into different languages and the ancient pictographs, it's stories within words, within stories. And it's all pointing back to Jesus. And I was talking to my wife earlier and I was like, no man could have ever done this. Right. This is literally just the fingerprints of God and his Holy Spirit inspired writing all over the place because no man could have assembled such such a piece, right, where it's so multidimensional. And right. it, like we talk, you hear me say all the time, the patterns, that logarithmic mm. curve, like the, the oh, the, name, the Nautilus shell, right, starts, yeah. you have that single impact and how it just echoes out throughout. You, you're the God. pattern guy now. You're the you're known yeah. as the pattern guy. Yeah. Mr. Pattern. stories <laughs> don't come from, from chaos or nowhere, right? These stories don't don't just make sense out of nothing. You actually have to plan them. You actually have to design these things. I mean, back in, in just kind of like that game, Greg. I mean, the story didn't write itself. <laughs> I can tell yeah. you that. I had to figure it out. I had to think about what the story is going to be. How am I going to incorporate these characters from the book? How am I going to incorporate the timeline and the events of the book into this game? How am I going to create new characters and have something go on in the streets of New York City when these people weren't even in New York City? How am I going to bring them there? What, you know, what, what are we going to do? And, and so it took a design. And I think, Michael, what you're saying is that the, the just the scriptures alone, but I mean, outside of the scriptures and everything else that's happened in the world yeah. is all designed. It's not by chance. It's not by coincidence. It didn't just evolve from dust or whatever, you know, amoebas or whatever. No, this stuff happened as a design, as a plan from a designer who knew the end from the beginning and it's the only way that this actually can happen and come come out like this, exactly. Um, and and Michael, this there's no way that this could have happened by chance. This was yep. designed. It was designed by by somebody who actually created it and who knows everything about it. <laughs> and yep. so that's the only way it can make sense. Otherwise, you look at it and go, "How can all these things have happened by chance? It's not mathematically yep. possible." Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and I have gone into, I guess you were in game development. I've dabbled there a little bit myself in the past and, and just making projects and you know how complicated things yeah. can get. And anyone who's, you know, gone into algebra can know how complicated variables can get. And only God, right? Only God has the mind, the ability, the infinite intelligence to be able to see all these variables all at once, all at the same time, knowing the Mm. end from the beginning, not just being born into random, throwing a dart at the wall family. God puts you where you are, where you, who you're going to be, what you're going to do. And um, I think I was talking to brother Greg about this, Greg, um, in the past, how some of these skills and the things that the Lord has blessed me with and the ability to use to serve him were things that I had started doing way in the past that I never thought I would use for any, nothing like this. Right. And, and when I think back on, it, I'm like, Lord, you knew, you knew I was going to do this. You are already equipping me from the very beginning to be able to do these things. I mean, right. what a blessing, right. you know, it's such a blessing to be here on uptime. Thank you, Greg. I really appreciate it. And it's such a blessing. Thank you, Jesus, to be alive, to be able to serve him with our, you know, with all our hearts, our mind, soul and strength. It's just 
we sometimes we just overlook these things, right? And it's like, wow, what a what a great time to be alive. You know, I know things are getting pretty precarious, but it's such a beautiful no. time to be no, alive. No, but he's gonna equip you, right? That's the key. Yeah. I mean for, yeah, for the, to handle for, it. For that game, for example, I've said this a couple of times on Uptime, Greg, and that is like was it eight months before I was hired there? Um, the Lord reached out to me and said, you need to read left those left behind books. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me because I did not read much at, uh, you know, hardly at all. I mean, I just didn't, I'm not, I wasn't really into that. I haven't been a big reader my whole life. I don't just go and just still pick up a book one day and just start reading. Oh, this is enjoyable. No, that, that just wasn't me. I would rather, you know, play a game, go out and do sports, or, okay, read the Bible. Sure. Okay, I'm fine with reading the Bible. But, like, other things like fiction or whatever, it's like, ah, what do I need that for, you know? But mm-hmm. the next thing you know, I'm going to, to the store, and there it is, right there uh, in, in a big bin, all the left-behind books for, like, five bucks a pop. <laughs> like, well, I guess I'd pick all 12 of them up and buy them today. <laughs> and so, boom, wow. and I started reading them all. And it's I read just one after another after another, and I finished them all in like a month. Wow. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. done. Now what's next? God. Well, like the next month, I look in the gaming magazine, and it's like a preview of Left Behind. And I'm like, oh, they're doing a game on this. Really interesting. Wow. And then like a few months later, I get a call. Hey, we need you here. I mean, that's he, I mean how <laughs> crazy is all that, right? He equips you, though. He equips you. Otherwise, I mean, look, if I didn't read the books or anything like that, how how qualified am I? Sure, I can do a game, but I can't do a authentic game based off of that IP, you know? But right, yeah. he had me read all 12 books. So I had everything yeah. in my in my head, and it was fresh. It wasn't like I'd read them when they came out, which was like 10 years before. <laughs> I read them yeah, right then. Exactly. So he equips you, uh, and, and you don't know why. I didn't know why. Why am I reading these books? You just have to read them. Again. Yeah. All right. You know, I'll do it. Right. Hey, Greg, do you want what to get a joyous question? You know, a half hour left. Oh, sure. Yeah. Wow. We're already at the time, Bob. Goodness yeah. gracious. Interactive Bob, forum. Bob likes these uh, 30, like 30 minutes beforehand. He's like, okay, okay. Question yeah. time. Because we know going to take three questions over 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, before we cut it, get into the first question, we should. Uh, lift up Bob Hagen in prayer. Um, he's a little, yeah. he's under the weather, but he's been, he's been pretty sick lately. And uh, um, yeah, I do think we should lift him up everyone. So we do lift up Bob to you, Lord. We just ask that you, uh, you do your mighty work in him, Lord God. We, we uh, rebuke any spirit of infirmity right now in Jesus name over that man, over our brother. We just ask Lord God that you, uh, you help him recover quickly whatever it is, whatever that disease is, we stop it in its tracks in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask this. In, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right. Well, we'll continue to pray for him. Everyone, please, uh, after we're done, uh, lift up Bob Hagen. Bring he hasn't Bob been on with us for a while. Back to the broadcast. Yeah. 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 All right. First so, question. First one here. Let's see here. Let's back I'll bring that up right now. Let's see here. There you go, right here. There we go. So, what chapter in Revelation do you think we're in right now? 
So there's a, there's, a, there's so many different ways we can look at this. You think that we're in the church age, but the church that's talking about are the church in Asia, the seven churches in Asia. And a lot of them can have their, their, uh, their candle can be put out. They can lose their salvation. All kinds of bad stuff can happen to them. And we're not part of any of those churches. And you can make the argument that we're a part of the Church of Philadelphia. But once again, these are seven churches, Jewish churches. What do you guys think? I personally don't think that we're in Revelation at all yet. Well, hold on. We had Revelation 12, 1 and 2 take place in 2017. Yeah, that was a sign of what's coming. Uh, But we got Revelation Revelation 12, 5, which is the rapture. And and then before that, in 3 and 4, we have third of the angels being cast down. So I would say it's between Revelation 12, 2 and 12, 3. That's what I would say. I'd say we've already been through one and two, and we still got three and four to come, and then the rapture. What do you guys think? Let me bring up 12.5 here so people have an idea of what Kevin's talking about. Um, well, it is the only verse in Revelation that contains the word harpazo in Greek. And Bob alluded to this earlier. She brought forth a man-child as rule, all nations with a rod of iron. Her child was caught up unto God and to his throne, caught up as Harpazo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard to, to say exactly where that where that is in terms of revelation, if that is spe- specifically addressing the times we're in now or addressing and I forget there's a forgive me, there's a term for that, where it's it's going back toward uh yeah. towards a certain area uh mm-hmm. that had happened. Um, well, but, Revelation 12 is, encompasses a long period of time. It it does, right. It's like a yeah. synopsis almost. You mm-hmm. know? So it's, a synopsis, but it, there's it's, there's another terminology for it, and I'm, maybe one of you out there knows what I'm referring to. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say where that particular uh, verse or those verses are on the timeline of where we are right now, because I'm I'm kind of along with Bob on that in terms of we're in a time of of the birth pangs and the uh, time uh, of sorrow, right? Um, well, I'm uh, with that too, sorrow. but that yeah. doesn't mean that we didn't see the twelve Revelation twelve sign happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the Revelation twelve sign was a warning of the re- the fulfillment of the Revelation twelve actually being fulfilled. So that sign took place in heaven. But it could also mean too that uh, perhaps John might see something else. I don't know. No, but, that's uh, it. That's all the I other know thing. is nobody's been called up to heaven yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. We're not. We're not at verse five. Obviously, actually, we're not even at verse three and four because a third of the angels haven't been cast down. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, what? How about this one here? What do you guys? What about Yellowstone? Oh yeah. What about Yellowstone? Are you talking well, there, about the show? There, there, or there's another not? weapon that really God's going to use against the Chinese. What is going to happen in season six? That's what I want to know. Is he still yeah. going to be governor or is he going to get impeached? <laughs> I mean, look at yeah. you're, you're talking about <laughs> Yellowstone and the and the, the earthquake and the, the super yeah. volcano and all that stuff. Um, I think you know, geologists can tell you that that thing can go at any time. Um, but Bob, I think that that's probably not going to happen until during the tribulation. Right. I think it's a weapon that, that God will use against the Chicoms and Russians when they get here. When they occupy this land, seven hundred million Chinese, that that uh, fountain's going to go off. 
and then it's going to kill everybody here. So, yeah, I could see that being used during the during the tr- Trumpet judgments to basically this part in, actually burning a third part of the Earth's crust to a crisp. Yeah, you, you used as part of God's wrath against uh, those the, the invaders basically that come over here who are the godless. Let's be honest. Yeah, they're godless, and then God's going to punish them. Um, that can, yeah, I mean, certainly if that thing blows, you're going to, that thing's going to cause a lot of fire. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mainly that judgment's all about fire, isn't it? So it, I think it follows. Yeah. yeah. I guess, uh, this is an interesting one here. It says here, Lena says, let's all pray for the prodigals. They are all still under our father's wings, but let's pray that they find their way back before death finds them. I love I love you all, family. You know, interesting, I think, about the prodigal, the parable of the prodigal son. You know, I think that has actually two different fulfillments in it. And one of two ways you can look at the parable of the prodigal son is, yeah, that's somebody who is a believer that just kind of gets saved, born again, sealed. But then they kind of leave the Lord and they go into a secular life. And then they eventually come back to the Lord. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I could see that being the case. But how about this one right here? How's about the prodigal son or daughter is actually children, okay? They are alive. Bible says, Roman, Paul says, 7, 9, Romans 7, 9, For I was alive once, I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived, and I died, okay? Mm. So which means that he was with God once, but he died spiritually, and that's also laid out in Colossians one twenty six. Uh, not, not Colossians one twenty six. Uh, was that? Was that verse Ephesians one five? Uh, was that it? No, that's not it. Where is that verse at? Well, anyhow, um, the verse that talks about where, you know, <clears throat> I lost my train of thought here. Let me get back to here. The prodigal son, but uh, the prodigal son, I think it could be children because according to Apostle Paul, right there. When sin revived, he died spiritually. So can this represent children when they reach that age of accountability, when they understand sin, however that works, whatever age that is, that is when they spiritually die, when that sin revives and they die. Mm -hmm. Then their prodigal son trip begins. Mm -hmm. And then they go through life, and God's hoping, hey, I'm looking for that day when he returns to me because he spiritually died when he can't reach the age of accountability. And then when he comes back, then, you know, the, the, the parable of Jesus talked about where the shepherd will leave the entire flock, go find that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. The one that left the flock. Okay. Because that always got to me. I'm like, if you're born getting sealed, you're never going to lose your salvation. So you're not lost. Okay. Yeah. But if you are alive in Christ as a child and then you die spiritually, you are lost. You mm-hmm. are that lost sheep. You're lost. Okay. You're going to hell. Unless you come home. And I think that might be a representation of the prodigal son or daughter where Jesus talks about when that when that when he comes home. Okay. Yeah. What do you guys think? I um I actually thought about this once <laughs> and um about how the sin revives or <laughs> how, yeah, how it goes, you know, with the more than once. But I have yeah. pondered on that because that was something that as well from Romans seven, the latter half. That, um, that intrigued me too. And um, after praying about it, because we know that once you're born again, you're always born in, again, right? You're always in the spirit. Mm-hmm. It's faith. 
that's sealed till the day of redemption. So I was like, well, how is this possible? But then we have people like Paul, I mean, sorry, Peter in Galatians 3, who start to go back towards the law, right? They start mm. falling back into works. They start falling back into putting that yoke back upon themselves and, and striving. Mm. And that law, because strength of the law, right, the sin, it, it produces death. And we see that in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty six, the sting of death is sin, but the power of sin is the law, which produces that death. And then we see in Second Corinthians, let me pull this up, Second Corinthians 1, 9, it said, yes, we have the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but God who raises the dead. And I've, I've tried to explain this to, to people from personal experience and, and, and reading and praying that when we start falling back under works, you will start falling back under that sense of condemnation and pressure. The peace will start to dissipate, but it's not unto death, right? It's so that God has ordained it in such a way to where it forces you back to the cross, to grace, right? Because as Paul said, that we had the sentence of death in ourselves, but that was just so you didn't trust in yourself, but so that it would redirect your trust back from your works that you were trying to do back to Jesus Christ who finished the work and in which then your peace returns. And it's, it's so awesome because in verse 10, after that it says who delivers from so great a death and does deliver us and whom we trust that he will still deliver us. And um, it's, mm. it's very interesting because you see that internal tangoing taking place. And that's the, the only reason why I got so in depth with this is because of my own internal tangoing with the flesh, right? Having been born again just four years and some change ago, that I was just, I was like, wow. I was like, man, Paul, I can really relate to Paul and how he feels right now. So I spent a whole lot of time in Romans 7 and 8, and I was like, Lord, help me get through this time. And then when the Lord started opening my eyes to the grace that he has for us, and that how even when we start being crazy children and start trying to do things like how we don't want to let go, right? And that the peace starts dissolving. And then once we learn to let go and put trust back into Jesus, the peace returns. And it's not mm -hmm. that we lost anything. We're not losing salvation. We mm -hmm. just are in a precarious state because we're being hard-headed. But God mm -hmm. uses all these tools to work us out because Ephesians 2.10 says that we are his workmanship. So he's working us. We, you know what I mean? We're his clay and he's, he's molded us and he's put us on the path and he guaranteed us that we're going to be with him. So people who say that, oh, you can lose it or that anything like this can happen. It's, it's ridiculous because you're saying that then God is not able to subdue all things unto himself, right? Mm -hmm. He is not able to bring you to completion. Right. And that, if you're saying that God can't do that, then you're not saying he's all powerful. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You're good. saying that, yeah. oh, God can't, he can't do it. Very you good. think that's why he tells that one church to like return to your first love, right? I mean, it's like you, you, you yeah. knew it. Then you started doing something else that wasn't yeah. that. And now come back to me. Exactly. That break, right? I just had one of those. I had, yeah. you know, I felt the Lord provoking me in the conscience realm being like, hey, come back, come mm -hmm. back. And it started becoming more of a 
task than it was my first love when I, we used to wake up and I was like, yeah, this is it. You know, get the spend time with Jesus reading the Bible. But then it started becoming, oh, I got to get this done. Oh, I got to get this study finished. Or I got to get this video out. And I felt like the Lord was like, heartbreak, Michael, heartbreak. Get back to me, your first love. And when I did, man, guys, that peace. I yeah. like Greg experience. It's just, I was like, Lord, why was I so stubborn? Why am I, man, I probably got the stiffest neck on this entire panel. <laughs> like, seriously. Real quick. It, it I want to chime in there real quick. About, uh, yeah. Real quick <laughs> about the prodigal. Uh, you know, it's not so much the prodigal son that we, we should be looking at, but so much the elder brother as, as much as the elder brother, because mm. that was the one who was really in trouble there right? because he was trying to do everything right. At one point, right? So this is the uh, the it symbolism works, of works the there. religious based person, yeah. individual, right? Who was absolutely floored that uh, his father was was going having everything for his his son who who came back, who did all these things that were wrong, and then yet he said he got he never gave me this, you never gave me that, and he was furious, and he wouldn't go in, he would not go in to uh to enjoy the banquet um and that's just showing the the arrogance the elder brother being the religious ruler so to speak Mm, right those are the ones that jesus speaks of right as being these lines these serpents right and uh you don't that's that's who you don't want to end up being definitely Mm, you don't want to be religious so you you, be more of a religious uh, aspect if you have that religious covering over you and less of a relationship with the father, with the with the son, right? Then you're in trouble. Then you're yeah. you're not you're it, it's not looking good for you. Outer darkness. Yeah. At the be- yeah. at best. Not good. Exactly. Yep. Ready, ready for the next question? All right, let's go. Let's see here. How about this one? What, what do you want to take this one, Kevin? What about the part where it says he makes war with the saints? I think he's implying that since we're saints, the the dragon gets to make war with us. Hmm. Why do you make sense of that? Well, that's the, the, the tribulation saints, by the way, because <laughs> it's yeah. it's talking about the Antichrist uh, is making war with the saints. He overcomes the saints. Um, he is given power to do that. But that overcoming is not destroying the saints' ability to have eternal life. It's actually quite the opposite. It's, it's, it's ensuring that they get eternal life. And so isn't that always what God does, right? I mean, Satan's got a plan. He's going to kill, destroy, maim, do this and that. But God is going to use it for good. And so those people who are going to be overcome in this life by the Antichrist, be beheaded and so forth, not take the mark, they're going to be glorified in heaven, ultimately. Um, they are going to be seeking out for vengeance to begin with, but they're going to be given white robes and hold on for a little while. And at the end of the seven years, they're going to be glorified and they're going to return and they're going to they're going to rule and reign as well. So, um, yeah, no, that yes, the Antichrist is going to have his time. And that's uh, and, and but but that is God's design and plan. So that just like that game says, who, who what side are you going to choose? Amen. It says here, Caesar, how long will it take for our bodies to change? Uh, <laughs> First Corinthians fifteen fifty two says in the moment, in twinkling of an eye, so it's actually a, it's an immeasurable time, right? Okay, and it's a mystery how that's all going to work. So behold, yeah. it show you a mystery. So it could be, I I think within, 
that's the measurement of time in the natural, but not in the supernatural. It's a different measurement of time, which we don't know. I'm guessing, you know, who knows? I'm yeah. hoping, you know, when I cross over, when we cross over, I hope it's just not some boom. I'm like, oh, I'm changed. Great. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah! <laughs> you know, just power up, man. Just like, broop, 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 like a Super Mario Brothers, man. Just power up. You know, I hope I get to enjoy that before moving forward. You know, I like, I, mean, I liked your, I liked your analysis of all that. Like, to, 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 to Earth time, it's a twinkling of an eye, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a ten to the minus forty third second. An atomos of time. It's like the most. It's you can't you can't you don't even know it's there. It's just there and gone. But the question is, Bob, is that since we're turning immortal, are we going to experience it in a longer time frame? Because that that doesn't have the same. I mean, when you say okay to God, a day is like a thousand years. Okay, so mm-hmm. a split second is like longer than that. <laughs> so the question is, are we going to be experiencing it for a longer period of time? But it's going to be perceptible on Earth as a blink of an eye. I, I just right. I, 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 those things are mysteries that we're going to experience, Bob. And I, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't sound like like a loving God would deprive you from the experience that you that 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 you want to have. <laughs> I mean, right. you want to go go in and, into glory, just like. Oh, thank you, Lord. You know, instead of just like it's over. Oh, wait a minute, what just happened? Oh, mortal. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know? um, oh, cool. Okay, hey, great. Okay, well, great. All right. Okay. Now what? Hannah Thanks. asked her, "Will Thank I be?" I'm, I'm changed. Okay. Hannah, Hannah asked her, "Will I be young again? And what age will I be?" Common Ooh. question. Um, some people say whatever age you want to be. <laughs> uh, my guest, around 30, 33 years old, same as the Lord and Savior. He was the benchmark of the resurrected body. And that body mm-hmm. that he resurrected was 33 years old, immortal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think 33 years old, that's my answer. Could you imagine somebody at 20, though, going, okay, you're going to be 33 now. You're like, oh, my gosh, that's so old. <laughs> Why <laughs> are you making me 33? I feel so good. 33 is like ancient. No, but to, like, but to an 80-year-old, you're like 33? Oh, wow. I felt really I'm, I'm, a glorified 33-year-olds would be way better than a mortal 22-year-old. Well, okay. yeah, but an immortal twenty-two-year-old might disagree with you and say, right. I, "I like to keep my twenty-two years instead of go to thirty-three because there are more creeks when you get to 33. Well, I yeah, think don't you they even say brain? that your physical prime is in your early thirties, like well, as far yeah. as cognitively yeah. and physicality yeah, speaking? Yeah, even so mentally, thirties, right? right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, I have no, a question. Thirty-three is a great age. <laughs> But that's that's because I'm older than thirty three, I think. Yeah. How about how about hair? Will we have our hair? Can I get my hair back? I think we've asked hair, you get to keep your hair, I think. That's, that's so funny. Again, Jesus, you say hair, hair right? with the benchmark. Full hair, probably <laughs> down to our hair. shoulders. Oh, oh, <laughs> like okay. That. Long locks, yeah. huh? Yeah. It'll be Bobby yeah. over Put your hand on your head like so, that. Ball spots, I call you gone. That's actually one of my favorite joke arounds because uh, I usually tell people, contrary to everyone to popular belief, under this hat 
is a spiritual hair of wilderness. So I always joke around that my hair did a great migration down into my beard. And, yeah. <laughs> and me and uh, Brother Conrad always joke around about having long flowing locks. <laughs> we get I, don't know, I, I don't know, Greg. I, I think we're all going to be bald. <laughs> you think I mean, Jesus came like, no I don't think so. Yeah, no one's going to be able to go, oh, look at that beautiful hair. Everyone you know, who's like, everyone's bald, bald. You know? There's no reason for it. I mean, there's no reason for it. It'll just reverse in heaven. Yeah. So if Let you have right. hair, you will. <laughs> so, and if you had none, hey. I don't want to mention just kidding. Bob's vision of heaven is just a whole bunch of hippies, it sounds like. I don't want to mention about uh, children. You know, children, when they're raptured, I think the children will be the exact age that they're at. And then they'll grow spiritually and max out at 33 years old. So if you have a daughter who's 10, she's going to be a glorified 10-year-old and just continue to grow until 33, you know, because I've seen uh, near-death experiences where people see children in heaven, babies in heaven, nurseries. Okay, that spirit is just because it gets glorified doesn't mean that spirit just goes to 33 years old. Okay, that spirit has to expand. Okay, that dynamic has to grow. And, you know, here in the natural, our bodies respond to the growth of our spirit. You remove that spirit from that baby. If it's in the womb, that spirit's gone. That baby dies, and they pass the baby. Okay, that goes to show you once again. At conception, life is at conception. Spirit's in the baby. Okay, you take that spirit out, that baby dies. I don't care if it's as big as my thumb. It still dies. That spirit's no longer there growing that baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So another. I mean, what a picture of salvation right there. You know, life is at conception. Right when that seed's planted, boom. That's Mm -hmm. a. That's a new. This is what we do now, though. Is that whatever it's going to be, it's going to be perfect. Amen. God's not going to make a mistake. That's right. (laughs) We'd make a mistake on it. We'd probably mess it up big time. But we know. But we can trust that God's got it all handled. He knows what's going to happen, and and you're going to like it. It's not going to be like you're not going to own anything and like it, kind of like it. It's not going to be like you're going to eat crickets and like it. It's going to be actually. <laughs> it's not going to be Grubhub. Yeah. 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 Question here from like question from Elizabeth. She says, if Satan knows he will lose in the end, then why doesn't he just give up? <laughs> he doesn't know that. That's a great question. Yeah. He, he knows that he has a short time when he's cast down to the earth, but he doesn't know that he's going to lose. He still thinks that he's going to ascend to the throne of God. He still thinks yeah. he's going to win. I think she's referring to it's. it has been written, right? God's word is written. He, yeah. he loses. Yeah, well, he, he doesn't believe. But he's still <laughs> in his heart, probably in his mind, spiritual right, mind. He still doesn't think he was created by God. How could you how could you say I'm going to be greater than your creator to begin with? He knew that he was created. So, I mean, listen, he has deluded himself. The Bible says that he has deluded himself. Okay, amen. he he thinks that he's going to ascend and he's believes that with all of his heart and he's doing everything possible in in order for that to happen. All of his Mm -hmm. plans and everything. But, you know, the only time that he'll really understand because look at even after he's bound for a thousand years he is going to come back and deceive the nations once again to go to jerusalem and to kill jesus and to take over the throne 
I mean, that's how crazy this devil is, is that after being bound for a thousand years, and by the way, who throws them into that pit? Is it Jesus? No. Not just an angel. It's an angel. It doesn't even say his name. Who knows who that angel is? It could be like 16th rank. It's like, take Satan, go bound him and put him in there. (laughs) Okay, yeah, great. I'll do that. Thank you. And it's like, Uh, but he comes back and tries, and he deceives the nations once again to do that. I think... You know, will he know that for eternity in the, in the lake of fire? Does he still think he's going to get out of there then? Is that part of his punishment? Is that he's going to actually believe that he's going to get out of there for eternity and he keeps on figuring out ways to try to get out and he never can? That sounds like yeah, a punishment it, in its own. Yeah, it's hard to say, but I totally agree with you, Kevin. You hit it spot right on the head, right? With uh, with him wanting to ascend. He wanted to be like the Most High. Mm-hmm. And he was the first apostate, right? The first original one who fell away. And because of what we all know, right, is the root of that is pride. Yeah. And pride is the same thing that we've tangled with in our lives and in some form or fashion, some worse than others, that blinded us to the obvious truths as well. So, but imagine Satan's pride is probably like next level because he was an anointed spirit. So his pride is probably so off the charts that, I mean, his eyes are, be worse than Samson, like they're just completely gone. He's just going off of straight craziness now. Mr. Vex too's got it right. That angel is on barracks duty. <laughs> yeah. so, He's on CQ. Like, hey, quit mopping up over there. Come over here and take care of Satan. Oh man, I remember doing that. That was terrible. <laughs> okay. So Our story to mopping. Waxing. At least we had big machine waxers. Oh, that's the funny. Here, ask a question. Will the two witnesses be here immediately after the rapture? Well, I don't know if it'll be immediately, but it will be after the rapture. Third time is Daniel's 70th week, the time of Jacob's trouble. And that's what they're here for. And we're not here to see them. So what do you guys think? Yeah, we don't really know how long of a period of time between the rapture and the beginning of the 70th week is going to happen. We've talked about that. There are some people who believe it's going to be years. There are some people who believe it could be months. Some people believe it could be on the same day. But, um, you know, but, the, but what we do know is that the two witnesses will happen after the 70th week begins and that the rapture yeah. happens before the 70 week, 70th week begins. So there's rapture, 70th week, two witnesses. How long a period of time between those things? We don't know. The Bible doesn't say. Yeah, right. and um, if I had to just throw something out there Uh-oh. that I pondered about, it's, it's in out. Acts chapter 1, and uh, it's the ascension when Jesus goes to heaven as a picture of the rapture, and we have the two men standing by them who witness, mm-hmm. right, the departure, and then they're standing all around, and they're like, don't you know who's going to come back in the same likewise manner? So that's... Um, Acts 1, 9 through 11. But that would be my guess based off a potential pattern there that it would be relatively soon, which is also interesting because you almost have this this concept, right, of kind of like Elijah leaving, them witnessing, and the mantle being put down in another double portion of spirit to where they're going back into full-blown ability mode, so to speak. Just something to throw out there. It's nice. Okay. That's our gospel is done. Yeah. That's why the rapture resurrection mm-hmm. takes place. Our gospel is finished. Yeah. The body of Christ is complete. The rapture resurrection is the birth of the entire corporate body of Christ. 
and every spirit in the corporate body receives a new body on the same it's the same birthday for all of us the corporate yeah. body's birthday that's the rapture resurrection okay yeah. so that then this all happens during the timeout period between the 69th week the end of the 69th week and the beginning of the 70th week right so the two witnesses they they are part of Israel's prophetic timeline which yeah. we are not in right now Amen. we're in the timeout period so we are long gone. This whole thing start to finish, age of grace, every, any remnant of it or proof that it existed is gone at the beginning of Daniel. Yeah. Whenever the, Daniel 70 week, whenever these two witnesses show up, all right, we are gone. And we're, our gospel is not going to do anybody any good because it won't be valid anymore. You're going to have the everlasting gospel at that well, point. Well, you know what's interesting, Bob, is that the Bible talks about how things speed up at the end there. So it, I agree with you, Michael, that it, does, it makes sense. It would make more sense in the fact that since things are speeding up, that the time between the rapture and then the two witnesses wouldn't be that long a period of time. Yeah, I don't think no. it would be. That it seems like that just because everything is speeding up, that these events are going to kick off and just keep on going and, and, and just really ramp up to the point where the days have to be shortened. Otherwise, no flesh would be saved. That's how fast things have to go. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you have complete annihilation. Mm -hmm. It's to that point where where Jesus has to return, where he has to shorten the days first, and then he has to come back in order to, to even though the days are shortened, he still has to come back. Because otherwise, no flesh would be saved. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how fast I think everything goes. I agree with you that I I, I don't subscribe to the years between the rapture and the two witnesses starting their ministry. I, I subscribe to a very much shorter period of time to that. Now the exact time, no idea, but it doesn't seem like it would be years. It may be months. I mean, Bob, you talked a while back about preparing for them and preparing Israel for that after the rapture, like a three month to a six month period of time. Um, mm -hmm. You mentioned kind of th that kind of thing. I think that, that makes sense to me in some respects. Yeah. Like I said, guess, the, you know? the, thing, the thing we have to look for is we know that Israel has to pass that law that that completely outlaws the preaching of Jesus. Nobody, and trust me, when they pass that law, they're not going to mess around. They'll get on the streets with their bolt horns and on loud horns and everything, and they're going to make it known quickly, and they're going to go about the streets and getting rid of everybody. Trust me, Satan's not going to waste any time with this law. But right? they could pass that law after the rapture. Yeah, they could pass it after the rapture. But with the fact, though, like I said before, is they tried to they test they they try to push the envelope. They're testing the barrier right now. Sure. They, they knew it wasn't going to pass, but they're testing that barrier right now. That's yeah. all it was. Is it said, well, what is it going to take to get this thing through? It's probably not going to pass right now, but. Now we know what's going to take. Now people are not ready for it yet. Let's bring it around again. Let's wait another couple more weeks. Well, let's wait until the rapture happens, and then just yeah. evil can just spread its, spread its wings. Right. I mean, when you consider everything that's being held back right now and anything bad that could pass, think of that yeah. passing after the rapture. Because Well, the fact, the fact of the matter is that thing is sitting on the doorstep right now. Yeah. Right. It's trying to get in, but right. it's there. Okay, sure. that's not going away. Mm -hmm. Those, no, those trial balloons came out this year, didn't it? Yeah, they want that more than anything. Boy, they could taste it. Yeah, they want that. They want. Well, that they're really not going to like what the two witnesses are, are preaching, are they? 
Yeah, they're going to I mean, they're going to be preaching Jesus, are they not? They're I mean, not going to like it. Man. They're not going to like that at all. And no wonder they're going to go after them and try to kill them. Right. Well, you got to these guys off the street. Elijah. They need to go to jail. They're breaking the law. And it's like, oh, well, they won't move. All right. Well, let's just shoot them. Okay, fine. And then next thing you know, a bolt's coming right back at you. Oh, let's, let's do a flamethrower. <laughs> there it comes out of the mouth. Bad breath. Should we do one more question? What do you think? Sure. You want to pick one? Overtime, uptime, overtime. Overtime, uptime, overtime. Do you guys think the 24 elders in Revelation 4-4 is the church? Oh, yeah. Look at That's that. a good question. That is a very good elders. question. There's a lot of people who believe that. Well, the 24 elders are the... Uh, the twelve tribes of Israel, the twelve sons of uh, the twelve sons of Israel, twelve sons of Jacob, 12 the twelve apostles. But I see some debunking on that too. That's very interesting. I don't yeah. know. I, there are some I people have... who believe it's a representation of the of the body of Christ uh, and of the church. There are other people yeah. who believe what you say that it's like li- literally the the twelve tribes and the uh, twelve apostles. Um, there's there's all kinds of theories about who those elders are and what they represent, um, no. but they are around his throne, um, and they are and John sees them, but no. John also sees a multitude, doesn't he? So he sees um, a multitude, but they also have crowns on their heads, don't they? Right, they do. And that symbol, I believe, that symbolizes rewards. Yeah. So who Absolutely. else would have the crowns? Mm-hmm. And secondly, there's also another uh, area here. In Revelation 5.11, which kind of gives us a hint as to who those elders or how many of those elders really are. Because it says, and I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and who? The elders. And the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Ooh, so wait a minute. Now it brings us to... That is possibly symbolic, that 24, isn't it? That well, is it's symbolic it's, 24. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that seems reasonable, logical That's to me. Why I actually, I actually did a study on this a while ago. Um, I'll post the uh, the link in the, the uh, chat for you guys, if whoever might be interested in that study. But I did a study on this on the 24 elders. And back then I was, I was dead set on I was saying this definitely is dealing with the church and mm-hmm. I point as to why that that is uh, and one of those areas uh, that I point to is a website called sequenceofprophecy.com I do use some of that you know to go along with the study but you take it for what you will I'm not saying that is you know you have to take it for fact but I every time I look at it each time it points to at least somebody with rewards and I don't believe the prophets, the ancients of old, receive their wards at the same time. It comes at a at a different point in Revelation. Mm, uh, you know what's interesting, Greg, is that I think we can all agree, though, is that we are all there in the throne room at this at this time. This is like the, the, uh, this is like the beginning of the the seals right before the seals are opened, and there's this celebration that's really going on right now, and then and figuring out who's going to be worthy to open up these seals. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus is going to make his his presence known, and he's going to and and he's going to op- start opening those seals. We are going to be there for that. This this verse right here is saying that is that we are going to be in the in that group that are around mm-hmm. the throne. Yeah, and the elders yeah. are up there as he's opening the first seal. 
Well, look, Bob, if you if let's say Peter gets to be one of those people around the throne, are you going to go up there and go, hey, Peter, I think I'm, I'm more suited to sit here than you? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'd be like, all right, Peter. Yeah. I mean, you walked with them, Jesus. You can have that. that you can be one of the 24 representing everybody else. I'm OK with that. I don't think I, I don't think, Greg, you're going to be going. All right. Well, you know what? I think I should be one of those 24. Jesus I think what, what happened here? I didn't see my name on the table. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my name card? Where's my main card? Yeah. But, no. but, but, but wasn't it like all part of what Jesus said to them and said, can I sit on your right side? Can I sit on your right hand side? He's like, what, you know, what does it, don't, don't, don't worry about that stuff. That's not, don't, 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 they'll take care of it. That's, it's that's a small right? stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Maybe that's why it's just representative of, of that is that everybody's going to be on his right side in some way, you know? Right. Yeah. So that's well, pride and jealousy. That's sin. So that yeah. won't be there. So won't even be there. Will yeah. 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 Humble. Won't be there. You, I just want to look at you. Are, it would be great to be there instead of here. Let's be yeah. I always love that part of the Bible because he's actually looking at a timeline that's available in the spiritual realm that you could look into. I don't know how that works, but he was able to look into that timeline in the future. You know, God already saw this whole thing start start to finish in the supernatural realm, and then he birthed this whole thing into the natural realm, you know, and the thing is running its course now. So if you can follow me, what I'm saying there. But what's interesting, though, is that that what he saw there in Revelation 5, 9, that multitude, that was all of us. That was you, Kevin, mm-hmm. you, Greg, you, Michael, yeah, me, yeah. Everybody, everybody watching right now, everybody listening later on. He saw you guys up there all right you were in that crowd all right and you know i'm wondering if if um if that kind of works like the time you know how you go you know the, those those people that travel back in time movies you know you yeah. know like, hey look that elder is talking to john the revelator right there in his mortal <laughs> right. form is that is like that's taking place right now because technically that would have happened when we we're up there, so that event would take place. Are you going to go up to John and say, "Hey, John, yeah. did you did do you recognize me?" And he's going to be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I saw you two thousand years ago." Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> That's going to be a little freaky, isn't it? It's like, yeah, no, I saw all of you there, and it's like, yeah. and you're standing in the same spot as you are right now. And you're like, yeah, what? Oh John. And that happens before that's a, that that right there happens after the judgment seat of Christ. Yes. Because we have our crowns. So the exactly. war ceremonies is done. So now we're all celebrating and yeah. we're getting ready to uh kick off what's going on, on the earth. You know, oh. so Jesus Jesus is like, okay, you guys are crowned. It's time for me to get crowned, you know, and that's where the whole thing kicks off when he starts opening up that scroll, which unveils his will. His benefits and what he's going to receive, which are his crowns that are revealed in Revelation 14, Revelation 19. Okay, after he opens up those seals. Okay, so and those seals narrate the entire seven-year tribulation. Is is it the 24 elders because we're on the road to 2024? Is that there? You go. Yeah, 24 elders right here. The road 2024 by Doc Barber. Um, <laughs> we're on the road to 2024. Is that is that the reason why it's 24? There we go, Greg. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's funny too because everything that's happening now. I've seen a spike in book sales now. 
Just a spike now mm. because 2024. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Right. We were talking about 2024. Now, they think it has something to do with the return of Trump and all that stuff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, That's funny. Yeah, well, maybe next year is going to be the best sell- best year to- for, that- for that book. But you-, you get- you're giving away the book for free in PDF, and you also um, have an audio version uh, narrated by our very own Greg Saint. Amazing. So good, exactly. It's so so good. Uh, it comes uh, with a, with music and without music. Either. Yeah, I didn't hear the music part. I gotta hear the one with music. Oh, well, the music's great. Oh man, that's great. I gotta I gotta mm-hmm. hear that. <laughs> I think I'm, I think Mom's at the point now. Where I'm I might just um, post it on YouTube. Yeah, the audio book. Yeah, because you know? yeah. I'm thinking cool. myself, you know what? And like this information needs to get out. Them. You know. Yeah. So not the you know I think uh, people if they want to donate maybe do like a donate for audio book but it's a free audio book. Well, I've also you know? said you need to do a sequel to it. What's that? You need to do a sequel to it. And that would be the road. I have to do the road to twenty thirty. The road to twenty thirty, exactly. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff looking at going towards twenty thirty. You got a lot of new charts to put in there, buddy. Let's do it. Yeah, because these these charts are still relevant. There's the clips, right? Yeah. Eclipse. So relevant. Cool. It's coming. It's coming. He's got, other got He's got some of his other charts in here. It's nice. I remember when that eclipse date would seem so far away. I know. I remember? So. It was like <laughs> April eighth, twenty twenty. Oh my god! That's yeah. Now look. Oh, now man. it is it is less than yes. one year away. That's so wild. Yeah. And in the book, it. I talk about how that began the separation. Of how the United States is being separated from within all the wars, rumors of wars, and all of our Kevin, you talk about the separation of yeah. nationalities and all of us getting divided against each other now. Right. And that started back in 2017, but it's going to be completed by 2024, April mm-hmm. 8th, 2024. And I think in the book I talked about, it's actually going to be completed with destruction of America around 20, uh, April 8th, 2024. Wow. I believe that's why. It, I mean, crisscross is right there in the magic fault, right where they had they had nine point one earthquake right there at that fault line, right where the X was, right there. Annette loves this. Annette loves your your X marks the spot picture in this book. This is <laughs> shit. It, it, it is so that is pretty amazing though that that just went right there where where the fault line is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is man, amazing. That is so crazy. Right. I mean, it really just shows like America's in the crosshairs, and look what's happened during those seven years. Look at the fall of of the United States and what this country stands for now. Oh. Right. It, was, yeah. it, it actually look look at what happened. You saw a total repeat. I talked about in the book about Joseph. Yeah. You know, we went up. We had we had the seven years of plenty. Greatest. We had the greatest economy in the world. Greatest economy in the world history. Okay. And it's amazing as Trump did that with all the things going against them, the globalists going against them, trying to slow them down. Right. Can you imagine if the globalists weren't in his way, what would happen to America? You I mean that's that's like running with ankle ankle weights on. Right. Trying to play basketball <laughs> with ankle weights on. Imagine taking those ankle weights off. We had ankle weights on yeah. during that time and still became the greatest economy the world's ever seen. Now this country's got a millstone around its neck. Yeah, 
Let's <laughs> forget the anchor. We went straight to Millstone. And on that note. And on that note. I think uh, it's a good spot to stop. But I think uh, anyway, we, we had a good one. This was this was awesome. Yeah. Spirit filled. We went pretty hard tonight, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so We're Lord willing, we'll be back next week. We have a solar eclipse that's happening on the 20th. Uh, yes. um, so I don't know, but we'll see what happens there. If there's anything on or around that, that time frame, we'll see what, what happens. 26? There. No, that's a, that's a, I'd look at, I could pull my chart here right now. That's a blood moon, I thought. It's too. a blood moon? Okay, so. Yeah, not, it's not going to be uh, here. Yeah, it's not going to be in this area, I don't think. It's uh, okay. Yeah, we're not going to see it in the uh, U.S., I don't believe. Um, nothing to see here. Move along. Nothing to see here. April 20th, though. Hybrid solar eclipse. Yeah. Oh, the old hybrid, yeah. Let's see. April 20th. Gas, half electric eclipse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> we're still watching. We're waiting. Anticipating. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Only the That's only the goodness of God. All right. We'll talk to you soon, guys. God bless you all. And uh, thanks for coming on for another uptime. God bless you. Take care. Take God care. God bless.